2: Mickelson's Bet Center on a major championship Sunday. Jeff Barles, Josh Towers, Greg Peterson along for the ride for the next three hours. Live as always from the Circa Sportsbook, the biggest screen in the world. Just to our, uh, right behind my left shoulder here as you see. Uh, gentlemen, Phil Mickelson has a four-shot lead. He's on 14. Josh, he was 265-1 to when the tournament opened uh, here at Circa. That's the number he closed at. And Phil Mickelson is, again, on 14, so assuming he gets in with a par here, a four-shot lead, heading to 15, looking to be the oldest major champion ever. Uh, Greg, uh, I want to bring you in here Uh, real quick, Greg. uh, I know you're not a big golf better, (laughs) but you and uh, for all of us, actually, but especially for for you and I, uh, uh, when we were just first watching golf, it was Tiger versus Phil. That was the matchup. That was who it is. And Phil Mickelson looking for major number five as we go in.
3: The fact that he is here right now on the doorstep of being able to win north of 50 years old is just absolutely insane. And to your point, it was mostly Phil versus Tiger back in our day. I think David Duvall wound up having a couple years in the late 90s. He won his British Open. BJ Singh had a little bit of something, (laughs) but really it was Phil versus Tiger. And the fact that Phil here in 2021 has a four-shot lead with five holes left to play, it's just absolutely insane and i think that what the pga done is absolutely tremendous with having the second major in may as well you may recall it was as short as i believe like 3 years ago in which it was the open championship aka the british open that would be so, major number 2
2: so 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 us open used to be 2 but uh but look they that was 2019 they made the swap they made the swap uh, i was at the last august pga championship which was kepka's first pga win in st louis at belle uh, by the way, Mickelson just bogeyed 14. So it's a three-shot lead for Phil with four to go, six under par for the tournament. Louis Oosthuizen currently at second and three under. Uh, Potty Harrington, Shane Lowry, the Irish flavor, uh, tied with Brooks Koepka right now, who Kepka's just had a nightmare of a day. And, and, and Josh, we, you brought it up a little bit yesterday with Ben. You and I talked about it mm-hmm. a little bit before the show today. When you're dealing with a significant knee injury like Kepka ha- is, and coming off of a major surgery, where the doctors have said, "Oh, you're you're like five six months ahead of schedule right now," at some point the the question was, "All right, Brooks looks like himself through three rounds," but at some point you had the thought in the back of your mind that knee is at some point going to bring bring up a, and may, be a factor, and it clearly has been a factor today.
4: Yeah, I mean he's not showing too much, and I know that. You know he doesn't seem to talk about it too much, but it it is an issue. And you said it. I mean, if he's coming back that early from any surgery, there's a time frame in 2021 for a reason. I mean, we've had a long time to learn all these surgeries and what it takes for whatever sport it is to rush this because of the treatment that we get as professional athletes on a regular basis we do expedite the process but that is on a level of I, I don't know and so he's doing a good job he's not showing too much but it has to be affecting him listen the torque the grind the the course is long there's a lot of things that factor in I think if you hear him at the end of the day it's just going to be the putting he's just going to be upset about his putting he said it yesterday it was probably the worst putting day he's had and today he's backed it up with another bad putting day. Well, and,
2: and the big thing is, of course, you're supposed to score on par fives. That's just how, <laughs> how how it is. And Kepka, who, again, had been pretty good all week on the fives, the three par fives they've played so far, Josh and Greg, a seven on number two, a bogey on number seven, and a bogey on number 11. You have no chance if you're playing a par, especially on this course, you have no chance if you're playing a par fives Four over uh, when you're trying to catch Phil Mickelson or catch anyone for that regard.
3: Not at all. And the last couple holes have just not went well for him, to say the least, because he was actually in somewhat of contention. When it was like hole number six, hole number seven, and then the bogeys just wound up starting to pile up here in the back nine, and it just really doesn't give you a shot. Now, Phil Mickelson having a pair of bogeys here in the last couple holes, that is going to open things up a little bit, but he's just built such a lead that it would take in just a complete atrocity for him to not be able to win this thing.
2: Well, well, keep in mind, keep in mind, guys, number 17 is one of the most difficult holes on the planet. Yeah. uh, So The par three over... Again, when Pete Dye made that uh, <laughs> they made that hole, it just got to be the maniacal laugh in the background, and like, oh, these guys, uh, these guys, no one's gonna have a chance to do anything on this hole. And, and look, uh, uh, so far, again, uh, Phil in this tournament has played the front nine holes much better than he has the back nine holes uh, for seventeen. Just for 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 uh, for what he's done, pardon round one bogey, uh, round two, part yesterday. So playing number seventeen one over. Not too bad, uh, but again, Phil leads by three. He's about to tee off on fourteen, or excuse me, on fifteen, leading Louis Teyzen, who is currently in second by himself at DraftKings right now. Phil Mickelson minus eight thirty-five, eight thirty-five. That is down from about minus two thousand not too long ago. Uh, Teyzen at seven to one, Kepka at sixteen to one, Streelman at fifty to one, and then Paul Casey, who is still on the golf course. And on eighteen with a chance to be the leader in the clubhouse if he birdie's eighteen at one hundred to one. Did
4: you say the last few holes are playing downwind?
2: Uh they guess that's what they were saying on the broadcast, yes. Huge advantage. Well, Obviously the yes. first two days
4: were completely different than we had yesterday and today, completely different. That's what I'm trying to look at. Shane Lowry and the boys, how they finished. Well, Lowry was fantastic on the backside, but he was one under on the last three.
2: Pat Potty Harrington was even, even. on the on yeah. the last three, played the back nine even. Potty Harrington, uh, again <laughs> We, we were talking about this before because uh, uh Padra Carrington has really done nothing for over a decade obviously he had three major championships but <laughs> looking at the top five finish there are some some big time cashers uh in the top tw- top even top 20s I mean Padra Carrington had to have been about six plus 650 to finish top 20 that, Top five price had to have been astronomical. This going into this, how do you week? how do you bet on guys like that? I mean, uh, again, Mickelson, you take flyers.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's all it is, right? I mean, you, you don't really expect Patrick Harrington to come in here and do this. And obviously, with the lines that were created for Phil Mickelson, you didn't expect that. He's he's been good, I guess. I mean, he's been good on the Champions Tour as well, but this is different. Is, is that all it is? It's like, oh, this is my favorite player, so I'm going to take a fly I, on this? Or you're just messing around with top 20 and top 10 bets, and you go, oh, Patrick Harrington, oh, that's enormous. Let's I mean,
2: throw that one on man. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that's how a lot of people do it. it I mean, be. at least at the Masters, I know, like, in the past, like, Bernard, you, you mentioned Bernard Longer before. A, pre, a previous winner of the Green Jacket. Yeah, sometimes you want to take a little slice of plus 650 top 20 or, or, or plus 350 top 30 on a guy it's, like that.
4: Yeah, on him, he's fantastic. Like, he, he's always in the top whatever. He seems like he's always in the top five in every tournament he plays. <laughs> he's unbelievable teaching the game, too. For him, it's been consistent for a very long time on right. that tour. But for, like you said, for Podrick, it hadn't been. You know, so some of these guys, it right. hadn't been, and then all of a sudden he creeps in. Again, there's other guys. I mean, you can always take a flyer on Shane Lowry. That's not. I mean, Harry Harry Higgs season.
2: top five is going to be a big payout. Yeah. I mean, they're just it happens a lot of these times. I mean, look at Zalatoris in the Masters, finished top five, another big price. Even though he was a pretty popular bet because of his success yes. down the stretch last year, coming up from Corn Ferry and now a, a staple on the PGA Tour so far in 2021. You can't tell me anybody took a top on Ricky. Well, that was, I, I was joking before with uh, with, uh, with our guy, Ben Wilson, who's uh, producing our show today, usually on the desk with you on Saturdays in this program, that it is almost as insane to me because Fowler had been so, in such horrendous form for about a year and a half, two years now, that him finishing, t- like he had a chance to finish second uh, before bogeying 18 and yeah. he's in for a tie for ninth. That if Fowler finished second, it would be almost as ridiculous as Phil winning the darn thing. Which, of course, by the odds, it's not not even remotely close. But still, uh, a good tournament for Ricky. And again, Phil uh, currently on 15, leading by three shots over the South African Louis Eustazen. Uh Mickelson again trying to win his
4: second PGA Championship. What is if Phil pulls this out, and odds suggest he will? Uh, what's the most impressive part? Is it is it that he's 50? Is it that this is the longest course in the history of the world, uh, and we expect the Bryce and DeChambeau's and obviously the Kepka's and these other guys to fare better, and we got a 50-year-old coming in on the longest course ever, and he wins it? I mean, what's the most impressive part of the
2: I think it's the fact that, remember two weeks ago, at Quail Hollow at the Wells Fargo Championship, Phil had that great first round, mm-hmm. and everyone was just stunned because he'd been <laughs> just, because you'd mentioned he'd be, he played very well in the Champions Tour because he... Again, it, it, the one of the youngest guys on the championship. It tells store. you how mental.
4: Easier courses, of course. The, easier right.
2: courses. But but Phil on the PGA Tour had just been in such bad form. The, a, a few weeks before that, maybe even a week before it, actually a week before it, at Valspar, he bogeyed 18 to miss the cut. And it's just one of those where the, the there was a video from the, the post-round presser from Valspar, and it, he could see the anguish on his face of like, wow, am I actually going to be able to go out on my own terms here? Is, is the game going to decide for me? Which a lot of great players always have that in every sport. And for Phil to flip around less than a month later and be leading the PGA Championship on a course that Josh and Greg, for for way Phil, Phil plays, you would have expected this to be a disastrous tournament for Phil. He was plus money to make the cut this week. Plus money to make the cut. And he's yeah. leading by three with four to go.
3: And they always say horses for courses, and you take a look at it, and to your point, Bryson DeChambeau, someone like a Brooks Koepka, who's here in the top five. You expect these guys, but instead, it feels like we've turned back the clock to like 2014 <laughs> with regards to some of these top guys, like Louis and He's a guy that wound up winning a major about a decade or so ago. You've even got Shane Lowry, a guy that's had some success on the tour, but mm-hmm. you take a look down the list it's just been a bunch of guys that it's like, man, this guy was good about seven years ago, and they've been able to really make that surge here in this tournament, so I find it to be very impressive, and just taking a look at Phil in general, I do think that he is in such good form because he actually is keeping himself in really good shape. Like, you're I'm stunned that he's 50, just taking a look at him right now. So I do give Phil credit with that. But to your point, he did look just completely beat after he wound up missing the cut a few weeks ago. And for him to be able to turn around, that's just so much mental fortitude. And that's just so much of golf in general. It's so hard to handicap.
2: About 130 yards with a second here on 15. And got a little bounce of about uh, about 15 feet there for birdie. So good shot there for Phil. Looking like at worst a par here, so that's a job well done. So Mickelson going to uh, going to likely still have that three shot lead uh, unless if can uh, make something happen uh, further down on the golf course at number 16. Even though he has a pretty good look uh, on his second on the par for 16th again. Phil Mickelson 265 to one pre <laughs> pre tournament behind us. And again, we had Brady Cannon. I was hosting with uh, Tim Murray on the mm-hmm. Nightcap on Thursday, and the first question I asked Brady Cannon, who was who was on with us as a guest, was, "Phil Mickelson's on the fade list the rest of this tournament after that great great round one, right?" And of course, he said yes. And, and look, that was the that was the expectation. And at some point, the the horrible Phil Mickelson round was showing up here. And again, it still could happen. You still have seventeen, but. Lefty looking very, very sharp and very solid. And, again, 15 feet for Birdie on 15 to extend his lead yet again.
4: The matchup prices, I, I remember after the first day, weren't really in his favor as well. Oh, he Plus money? He
2: yeah. Big plus money day two. I forget who he, went. he was against, but he won. That's Mickelson what, won.
4: It's just, I mean, again, it, it shows you how hard this is. And just like anything else, you try to play the consistencies of the golfer and the tournaments and what they've been doing. And there's always going to be people who obviously come in that you kind of don't really expect – to pick a winner of a tournament, I mean, listen, people do it, we do it. It's it's not the easiest thing in the world. I, and I think that's why we do look at top fives and top 20s and top 10s so much is because we, we do get – The consistent aspect of it. But this is an impressive effort so far from him. And again, some of the other people like Padraig in this tournament, how hard this course has been playing has been unbelievable.
3: How about Paul Casey, by the way? This is someone that when he was one of the more highly ranked players in the world about six, seven years ago, he just seemed to always fall short. He's currently in the top five right now.
2: Paul Casey, uh, uh, Wes Wes Reynolds, uh, referring to him mostly as Par Casey, but uh,
3: <laughs> a good a good finish
2: for Casey and probably another good uh, top ten price as well. Uh, even though I think he just uh, hit his second on eighteen, a little bit of trouble uh, there on the 18th again. Mickelson leading at Kiow Island at the PGA uh, PGA Championship. Uh, Phil again looking for PGA. Championship number two, it would be 16 years in between PGA Championship Uh, titles for Phil in between uh, almost two whole decades between raising the Wanamaker. Of course, Phil would then go to the U.S. Open uh, not far from here, actually, about five and a half hours there in La Jolla at Torrey Pines, still looking for the career Grand Slam, still has not won a U.S. Open.
4: That's going to be hard.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, after, after after this, I would imagine that the uh, folks at the USG are going to try to make uh, Tory <laughs> Pines as difficult as humanly possible.
4: Josh, you know how that works. Uh, and they will. And what is this, a birdie putt? A birdie field? putt just left short. I mean, he wants that, but he's also going to play this crazy smart. He's not really going right. to. There's no giving shots away when you got a three-stroke lead with where are we at. Is that through 15 now? That's
2: through 15. Yep. Mickelson will head to the par 5 16th. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, the monstrous par 3 17th awaiting Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka. Again, Phil leading at six under par. Three shots ahead of Louis Eustacean from South Africa. And then Brooks Kepka, And then a pair of Irishmen, Shane Lowry and Padraig Harrington right now. Those two are the two leaders in the clubhouse at two under. When we get back to the NBA, we'll go. Two finals already in the association. Day two of the NBA playoffs fully rolling. That's next as we keep on going on VEASAN's Bet Center.
1: the 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more...
2: on VEASAN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Wiles. Josh Towers alongside Greg Peterson as well. Happy to be with you as we are here on a major championship Sunday. PGA Championship, Kiwa Island, the Ocean Course in South Carolina. And it is old lefty, Phil Mickelson, leading by two. Louis Tayson did just birdie mm-hmm. the bar 5-16th. So Usti will go to the Behemoth 17th, par three, down two. Phil's drive on the par three, or excuse me, on the par five, 16th, dead center. Out drove Brooks Kapka. Phil in good shape, leading by two late in the day there at Kiwa Island, the ocean course in South Carolina. We'll keep you updated as it goes along. They're in commercial right now, so this is a good time for us to move over to the NBA. There have been two finals today so far. We're going to start with the game that ended just as we were coming on the air, Greg Peterson. The Phoenix Suns. Get their first playoff win in over a decade. <laughs> they beat the Los Angeles Lakers 99-90. Closed either a two or a two and a half point favorite, depending on where you looked. Game goes way under every single number that was out there. And in a game where Chris Paul left with a shoulder injury, was able to return, looked a little bit hindered when he returned with that shoulder injury, Greg. But nonetheless, the Suns beat the Lakers, and this is now... For Western Conference series with LeBron, they are now one and three in game three in game ones.
3: Yeah, it's really interesting to take a look at this entire series moving forward because, like you mentioned, with Chris Ball injury, he was able to return, but you could tell that he wasn't necessarily a hundred percent, he was feeling it. Yeah, and LeBron James wanted to take a hard fall as well. It didn't seem to have too many bad effects from that, but you want to be seeing how he's feeling the next day as well because, as we know, it feels like you need to put this entire Lakers team in a bubble wrap at this point, the way that they've been dealing with injuries. And for the Phoenix Suns, it felt like them being the underdog that they were was a little bit disrespectful. Now the books knew that they were going to be taking Laker money. I mean that was just going to be the case. But the Phoenix Suns have been able to do it all year long. And while the Lakers have just more sheer talent, the fact that they just haven't been able to mesh together, I feel like is something that's going under the radar. We're seeing that out there in the Eastern Conference as well with the Brooklyn Nets. They were able to get the job done in Game One against the Boston Celtics, but. You can tell that the big three, they weren't necessarily the most efficient, even though they were able to get their points in that game one. But I take a look at the series, and I do think that there's a good possibility, as long as this Chris Paul injury doesn't turn out to be anything serious, serious, that they have a chance to be able to get the job done. I mean, they are the two seed for a reason. So, Josh, I'll ask you this,
2: because the Lakers is a 7 were We're about a minus 165 closing favorite in this series bet down, they opened over $2. A lot of Suns' money came in, uh, for at least from the betting perspective. But to go from the athlete perspective here, you had this great season. You win 51 games in a shortened season. And no one seemingly is giving the Suns a chance <laughs> publicly here. You Obviously, you hear that as a player. You just take that and say, you know what? We're, we know how good we are. We know we were the second-best team for a reason in the Western Conference. Almost got the one seed. If Utah had lost the final game of the regular season, Phoenix would have been the one seed. you just take that as extra motivation? It's just, uh, hey, we know how good we are.
4: There's a lot of times where you act like you don't know what's being said or you don't watch TV and listen, but you, you actually do. I mean, listen, <laughs> they're on their phones like everybody else out there. Yeah, no, they, You don't really look from a player's perspective ever at the betting stuff, but in in our world, today's day and age, it's on every bottom line, on every TV screen ever, so you do Mm -hmm. see it, and they do know that they are the betting underdogs coming in. They also know that they're a really good basketball team, and so every now and again you see something happen, whether it's a, a team or an individual, depending on the sport, where they take it a little bit personal, and I can see them taking it personal. They feel they're a much better team. They know who the Lakers are and what the Lakers did last year. But I think that they feel like they're the much better team. Chris Paul's been obviously fantastic for this team. And the reality is, yes, they're going to get Laker money. We all know that. Um, But the amount of injuries, as you said, for the Lakers, like at some point you're just not playing together. You're not playing collectively, and it just doesn't work. You're always playing, uh, nursing something. You're in the training room. And then honestly, man, like I'm not saying he didn't get hurt. I don't know but how many times have we gonna see LeBron crying on the ground like he's dying? Like at some point either you're hurt and get off the court or play basketball. But if he continues to do this as a teammate, if I know that he's not legit like legitimately hurt, like at some point I'm like, come on, bro, let's go. You know, like you you have that mindset too. So the Lakers got more to clean up than I think people realize if they want to win this series.
2: Lakers again losing to Phoenix ninety nine ninety game uh Way under, 213 and a half, didn't even get to 200. Nope. Don't see that very often in this day and age in the NBA. Uh, Good win for the Suns, though, up 1-0, game two, two nights from today. When we get back, we'll look at the other final in the NBA today, and we have playoff basketball at Madison Square Garden coming in a half hour. We'll preview Hawks and Knicks in that series next. We roll along on Bet Center. Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cash and tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis on every single game at VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet email. Now is the time to start your free trial today. Take advantage of all the betting opportunities this season in MLB. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I'm Jeff Parles. Former big leaguer Josh Towers to my left, Greg Peterson, not a former big leaguer to my far left, but, and you, fi- I will tell you, Greg, you finally were proven correct. I, for whatever reason, never fully believed you that you bowled at UW Oshkosh. And then the one Twitter account that had the picture of Greg Peterson from 2000 and 2011, 2011, I would guess
3: 2011 to two thousand thirteen. You,
2: you, you didn't. You have not changed at all. Your hair may be slightly longer now than it was, but you looked identical a decade ago.
3: I have not changed a slight bit. <laughs> From age nineteen Greg to age twenty eight Greg, you would not be able to tell the difference.
2: That's amazing.
3: We 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 Ben, we're gonna have to work on
2: that picture. We're gonna have to get that picture before the show's over. It was it was as good as it gets. But uh let's uh update you on what's happening in the PGA championship real quick. So 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 Phil Mickelson is uh is behind the green at sixteen uh, Josh, a little up and down here for a
4: four to extend the lead. Could be in the mix. Yeah, I think it's definitely in the mix. Obviously, the, the wedge in his hand, you feel comfortable, even though earlier today to start the round, yeah, he had a couple terrible ones, uh, which you don't see too often. But he I, he's just, it's typical Phil. He's kind of just delaying this and stalling a little bit just to make it look like it's more complicated than it is, so he gets a bigger uh, ovation. There's a, there's a, it looks like behind the flag that, that it goes back uphill, so he has a, a backdrop to work with. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised he puts this within two feet. It just looks like that type of shot for him.
2: By the way, how good is it to see, especially now a lot of things starting to fully open up again, how awesome is it to see the gallery back? I mean, the the hole in from the bunker earlier from Phil today, the roar, Vern Lundquist on the call, like everything started feeling right again. And there we go,
4: Josh, Phil Mickelson to about a foot and a half. (laughs) It's a little close. There you enough, go. Dad. Yeah, he, that, that, I mean, you just saw it. And he knows that, too. They all know that. Um, he knew that hitting that second shot from the fairway that he was able to go long. He knew it was back there. And what he you have come back? So, again, you know, course knowledge plays a, a big factor into this. But, it, you know, you put a wedge in the field's hand, and it's just almost impossible. You know, they just flashed up. I thought it was funny. Uh, for Whoever wins the five-year exemption to mm-hmm. all the majors, you think he's worried about that? Nah,
2: I don't <laughs> think, think so. He's good. I don't think so. Uh I think I think the cash prize is probably. uh there's not worried about that either. That,
4: that, in, the la- that in the low... that <laughs> well,
2: uh, Phil Phil may, Phil might go out and just just uh, have a little party for himself he with that. He probably
4: has side bets going on for more net right now.
2: Ooh, that was a pretty nice yeah. shot there from Ustase on seventeen. A good effort for uh, for birdie from off the green, just a little bit wide to the right. He'll par the behemoth seventeen, so Phil will go to seventeen with a three shot lead. Over Hazen after Mickelson birdieing the par five 16th. Phil is at seven under. Kepka trying to join Hazen at four under with about uh, about eight and a half, nine feet for birdie there on number 16. Again, it has been a rough day for Brooks Kepka on the par fives. Uh, it has played it up until this hole as Kepka makes it. the birdie putt to get the four under and three behind Phil. So Kepka now, and look, Josh, this is the difference in the tournament right now. Brooks yeah. Kepka is 3 over on par 5s today. He is 3 shots behind Phil Mickelson.
4: I mean the start of this tournament was insane too. I think it was like the first 7 holes there was a 2 stroke uh yeah they, there was there was five a, times. A, a move a move it was of, unbelievable. Of, of it went from
2: Brooks went ahead on yep. the first hole, then Phil retook the lead on number two, then it was tied at four, then Phil took the lead again and tied again at six, and then Phil has led since then.
4: And, and I'm wondering what what we talked about earlier about his knee, if it really is a factor, if it's not. A lot of Kepka's misses that I've seen in hoops, I don't know if you agree, I, they've been left and they've been short. He's come up short in the sand on a few of them. He's hit bad bunker shots as well. And then he's left, and I'm wondering if that has something to do with maybe the grind of the knee and, and just a commitment through the swing or not. I, I'm not sure, but...
3: It could right, and we talked about it too. The fact that on that last hole, Phil Mickelson out drove Brooks Kepka. I mean, everybody that's something that you there's just as long as driving a whole day yeah. at 16. That's absolutely insane. You think that maybe there's a little bit of something wrong with Brooks Kepka, but when you're out driving Bryson, D. Chambeau, as well as Phil Mickelson, 50 year old gentleman. That just tells you right there. I think that Phil is just on another level because this is a hard golf
2: course. The, the adrenaline pumping too <laughs> on sixteen. Uh, but again, this is look. This is this is it. This is it. This is the behemoth. The seventeenth at Kiwa Island, the ocean course. One of again, I, Josh. If I went up to the tee box at this hole, I it would probably take me legitimately ninety shots to not hit Do it in you, the
4: water. You play a cut or you play a draw.
2: Oh, I I, I go, uh, I, go right. I go left or right. I so go left or right. They're gonna go at
4: the sand. Yeah, he's going And usually, I think Phil would probably play a cut too. I don't know if he wants to bring on the water. Uh, he's gonna play it safe. Listen, he's, you know, the last hole he knew he can go for it. He knew that mm-hmm. was a birdie hole. Um, he's realistic about eighteen, and he's very realistic about about this shot as well. If he leaves this short right, I'm not gonna. You know, I uh, it and then he tries to get up and down. He's not going to mess with this.
2: No, this is I, this, he, he's uh, Kepka backing off as he's the T box is his first. He's not happy with someone in the gallery. No someone probably scream mashed potatoes. Or but uh, but but look, he's if, not he, happy with himself. But he, yes, he, he, look, Josh, if you, you're Phil here, just you're playing for three. You can even play for four here, realistically.
4: I he, yes, no, one hundred percent. Yeah. But come on, man! Tell me, no, he I, I look. We, we know, he how, he we it know it. how he plays. We know how he plays. <laughs> you know uh, he wants to stick
2: a shot. So Kepka's going for no right it. No shot there. Yeah, down by to, three. Obviously. Kepka's shot Beautiful. on the on the uh, back edge of the green. He'll have an up and down, somewhat similar from where Ustazen was with his uh, chance uh, for an up and down uh, hole out, which Ustasen just missed uh, a moments ago.
4: I think uh, I think Phil's going to play a draw. And not commit to it, and it's going to leave it out to the right near those bunkers. That's
2: what's what okay. going to happen. I look if that. I think Phil will be very happy with a shot that is not in the water here. I think
4: if, pretty much. If he, yeah, if he was in Kepka's shoes, he would play that cut off the water, play the play the wind right to the flag.
2: Right, can't do that. I don't. I, I, I can't. Well, yes, a hundred percent. If he that's was down that. three, if he was down three, we could be looking at at Phil Phil uh, making a making a seven on this hole potentially. This Josh.
4: is where I wish we had the mics. Greg, so we can hear what he's saying. I love when he talks us through. His well, he, well, remember
2: again—that's the one thing that is this new era of golf, where we're getting players, Mike. It like I learn a lot when listening to Phil. Like I, in that thing with with him, Tiger and and Brady and Payton last year, I learned oh, a lot of that. So in that in, right that, in that, in that, uh, well, that was, was almost really a year ago off. now. Yeah,
4: really showing off there. Oh, I mean, why not? Why not? If
2: you look, if you are Phil, why wouldn't you want to show off in, in an event like that? We'll tell you about what Phil does on the tee shot on 17 when we get back end. Knicks Hawks preview next. We roll on. Vison's Bet Center. Here on Vison, there's Greg Peterson everyone.
4: There. Still had to <laughs> back off for it. <laughs>
3: Welcome back to the
2: Indeed.com studio. Resumes are good. Resumes with Indeed skills tests are better. Visit Indeed.com/slash/credit. It is Veasan's Bat Center. I'm Jeff Parles, Josh Towers, Greg Peterson, alongside Phil Mickelson. Overcooked his drive, almost a real disaster into the high stuff. But you made a good point there, Josh. We could see the ball from the broadcast.
4: And, and the more I thought about it, seeing the ball obviously is is huge. but then when he takes the club back, how much grass is he gonna hit trying to get to it? Um, again, this is some of the this is what makes golf fun for Phil is is these types of shots and how creative he can get. Listen man, you said it, me and Ben sit in the studio every uh, every Sunday and do this and mm-hmm. you know most baseball started there's one more game left. We don't get this much action. this is awesome. Oh, we well, got the NBA. We got the well, hockey. This, just this? this is the this, this is
2: the one thing with everything getting pushed back because of the pandemic. Yeah. Normally, this time of year, you have it's really just the PGA Championship. You'll have you're around the beginning of the conference finals in the NBA, or around the middle of the conference finals in the NBA. We're a week before Labor Day weekend. Uh, Sunday night baseball. Look, but this is
4: Saturdays are fantastic. This this was, we have everything, and
2: this was an like awesome. Yeah. This is an awesome weekend because you had. The both both winter sports in the playoffs, which by the way, Greg Peterson's Nashville Predators win it over in double overtime, fifty-seven safe. four to three Nashville evens Carolina in that Central Pod uh, one versus four, which all of a sudden now uh, looked like it was going to be a Carolina walkover. Now all of a sudden, a very interesting series with a Nashville team that limped into the postseason. Uh, We have to get to the NBA, though, before Phil uh, makes a shot here, guys. We got
4: time because he's thinking this one through. Oh, he is.
2: Uh, The Knicks and the Hawks tonight. Game one, Madison Square Garden will have 15,000 people in it tonight, guys. Largest indoor event in New York City since the beginning. Actually, forget indoor. Largest event, period, in New York City since the pandemic took hold last March. Knicks are a dog in this series. Depending on where you look right now, guys, either Hawks minus 130, minus 135. The minus 135s give you a Knicks plus 115. The minus 130s give you a Knicks plus 110. Tonight, the Knicks are favored by a point. That's back from being a pick earlier in the day. Total is 213, the second lowest total of these opening games in the NBA t- uh, playoffs. I have bet the Knicks to win this series. I know I am against others at the network here, including <laughs> JVT. I, this to me is a very even series where neither team is playoff experience. And I feel like this is coming down to home court advantage when this is all said and done. And the Knicks may be one of the few teams in this tournament because of the amount of fans that they're putting in the building here, Greg, that actually will have a legit home court advantage.
3: And I think that something else you've got to look at in this series as well as coaching, Tom Thibodeau always gets the most out of his guys. Now, He runs them into the ground after about three or four years with a franchise. But he's done an absolutely terrific job with this Knicks team. And you know what you're going to be able to get out of Julius Randle. You know what you're going to be able to get out of Trey Young. Now the problem becomes, what are you going to be able to get out of these ancillary pieces? Is someone like a Boyan Bogdanovich going to continue the good stretch of basketball that he wound up having the second half of the season for the New York Knicks? Are you able to get R.J. Barrett going? And I really think that R.J. Barrett is going to have a nice series. I think that this matchup is just good for him in general. With the Hawks, this is a team that they do such a good job with their offense, but the Knicks have been one of the more sturdy defensive teams in the NBA, and... I was making the joke on this network throughout much of the year that it was seemingly a crime if the Knicks were either two games above or below 500 because they were just there for so long in the back half of the season. They were one of the best teams out there in the NBA. So I do think that the New York Knicks are coming in in good form. I think that they're going to be able to get the guys around Julius Randle to play well. You mentioned the crowd advantage. I'm looking at the coaching advantage. I think that the Knicks have a good chance to be able to win this series. And if I were to play a series, price, I'd be looking at the plus money with the Knicks.
2: So uh, I I took Knicks plus 115. That was a number I got. uh, Again, uh, going against the grain. And the Knicks did sweep the regular season series 3-0 against Atlanta. The one caveat with that though, Josh, is the final game they played against each other, the Hawks were up by eight, Trey Young got hurt, and the Knicks came back and won that game. That's so that's fine. a big difference.
4: That's fine. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey that 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 result is why this, that result is why this game is in Madison Square
4: right. Garden as opposed to this game being in Atlanta with Atlanta playing Miami instead of the Knicks. It's crazy. I mean there's so many things. Little things, one thing here and there—a game. It doesn't matter. You—they they all become so important. Um, yeah, I mean that head-to-head matchup, winning the last four—that plays a lot into it. I mean, that, there's there's a a confidence thing that comes with it. There's also a thing from Atlanta thinking they got something to prove. You think? I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of questioning the uh, the crowd. You think it plays that much of a favor, or you think it's well, almost well, too much because so, it's so exciting? So that it's, it's been so, so long.
2: I, I'm okay with listening to that second argument there because. The Knicks have played in front of, I think the most that they've had in a building this year is 15%. And now they're up to 80 tonight with 15,000 there at at MSG. So it is interesting. And that's an angle that I think in this upcoming NFL season as well, I think is going to play a factor. Hello, Josh Allen. We'll have that take as we get closer (laughs) to the season. But uh, I'm very intrigued to see how the Knicks, I think the Knicks will handle the crowd well. For what it's worth, Josh. there may be a slow start because of the just you're too jacked up scenario, which wouldn't shock me if that happens. Uh, But uh, we'll see. By the way, uh, a quick update on on the PGA. So Phil hit a chip to about 18 feet and then missed
4: the par putt. Well, and and, and to be fair, he's he's in the the thick grass. He's he's it was very difficult. He's chipping back to the water, and although it's uphill all the way to the hole. I think that he took wanted. He didn't know how exactly it was going to come out. He was very careful with it, you, so he played it short on purpose. You can't do what
2: Fitzpatrick and Cantlay did earlier, which was hit the ball hit the ball on the side of the green yeah. and then bang it into the water. Okay,
4: and that's what he and right. Then, and he so he he played that chip shot, willing to give one back. Hit. Right. And, and look, it, it, we were saying it before the hole. Play for four is okay here, yeah. and he
2: has a putt for a bogey about about what is that? About three and a half feet, I would say. Four feet. Yeah. Yeah. So so Phil. For Bogey here, is good. He falls back to 6-under, but more importantly, going to 18 on, with is, a two-shot
4: lead. This is how it started, almost. You know, I mean, Birdie Bogey, and, and we have a lead change. Birdie Bogey, we might have a tie. This is It's fitting that he has a two-stroke lead. I'm looking at the TV down there. Over Kepka, going into 18, given how the first seven holes played out with these two guys today. It was unbelievable.
2: Oosthuizen has a long effort on 18 for Birdie that is going to come up. A little bit wide. So Louis Oosthuizen, if you have a top five on Louis Oosthuizen, you're good. You're home. You've clinched. Oosthuizen now officially the leader in the clubhouse. Two shots behind Phil. Uh, four under for the tournament. Very nice tournament for the South African who, again, just for whatever reason, is the, the oddest the oddest lines for Louis Oosthuizen in majors, Josh Towers. Where Louis now, in his career, at the age of 38, has finished in second place in every single major. He won, obviously, the British in 2010, but he's never, amazingly enough, he has never won in the U.S. He's never won in the United States, which is kind of amazing for a guy who's had as good of a career as him.
4: Man, that's got to be so frustrating for him. Yeah. Knowing, and then you go back and you think about it, and you look, and you're like, oh, that one shot on Thursday or that one shot on Friday... Something to that extent, to have that many seconds. Oh, that would I mean I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. His only PGA
2: championship, PGA Tour win, I should say. Not PGA champion, PGA Tour win was that open championship where he just destroyed Wait, everyone in he 2010. Only has one? This is his only PGA Tour win. All of his other wins mm-hmm. come to European tour. Never would have guessed. Yeah. That. And anyway, and this is a guy who again has been in high profile spots. Like I said, second in said. every major that he hasn't won. Lost, of course, in that playoff in in 2012 in the Masters for Bubba Watson's first green jacket. So I, a very, very interesting career for Ustase, And, of course, Kepka also two shots back playing with Phil. And like you said, Josh, a bogey and a birdie <laughs> would bring us a playoff. I'm sure that there are a lot of people hoping that Phil just gets this thing done now.
3: Yeah, yeah that's happy. where I'm at at this point. Uh, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and to your point on Louis that I think in that Masters, he wound up having like an albatross that wound up getting him to that playoff as well. That might have been a different Masters, but I still I remember
4: talking about yep. I still
3: remember that's still one of the most incredible shots that we forget about because you always think about like those great Super Bowl moments that sort of weren't. That's like the great shot in golf that wasn't because if he wins that tournament, we're all talking about that Albatross that he winds up hitting in the Masters. That was uh number two. That
2: was the par five second. Albatross got himself Ustazen, remember that was Ustazen actually got himself the ten under and Watson, remember, came back in that tournament. Uh, had that huge run where Watson was at six under after a bogey on the par three twelfth, and then birdied four straight to get to ten under, and then the playoff, and then he ended up winning. Kept on the right side. Uh, he's in a good spot. He's not not, not on the fairway, but in a very very light rough, so he'll have a, a chance to get to the green.
4: And what, what do you think the, the sunlight really looks like at, at seven o'clock? Oh, no, there's the shot. Look how low the is. sun is. That's because they showed that shot on Kepkas Drive. They don't. They're. I mean, Phil still got his glasses on, so I guess it can't be too dark at seven o'clock there.
2: Oh, I. We're, we're look. We're we're a month away from uh, from summer solstice. Josh, <laughs> days are only getting longer for the next <laughs> month. So a uh, little extra sunlight there uh, in Kiwa Island. He's so soaking
4: up this moment, bro. Wow. I, 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 <laughs> I look, this guy, man.
2: If I were if He's I were character. if I were in his shoes. Your career is supposed to be over at 50. You're, you're, not it, in this day and age. Not Tom anymore. Brady. Not anymore. Heck, I mean, look look now at Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl at 44. Phil Mickelson with the drive on 18. I think that's all right, Josh,
4: right? Well, listen, he picked his tee up and didn't look at it, and he fell straight oh, backwards Oh, well, actually, hit it. maybe not. Yeah, Got people great, jumping yeah. out of the way. They're so excited. Oh, they're, that is one of my favorite things with a gallery
2: for golf. It's basically like, and Matt Brown tweeted this out earlier, where all the fans just run to the golf ball like they just saw Bigfoot. They just circle. It I, just, it's just so much I've fun. I've never
4: understood it. If I'm sitting there and you hit it at me, it's one thing. But to run over there and chase it and stand next to it, so, uh, I find it funny. So
2: Phil's on the gallery on the left side of the fairway. He didn't care. Yeah, so up to Kepka and and Realistically, can play for five. He's yeah. a bogey, and he's gonna win this thing. We'll tell you Phil closes it out when we get back on Veasan's Bet Center.
1: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more.
2: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.